0: This is Jane Hardwick Collins, founder of the School of Shamanic Womancraft. Connecting to our inner dimensions. Inner reviews of transformation. When and how my life changed. Rewilding women with their stories of growth and transformation. Reclaiming feminine knowledge and power. Thank you for joining us. This is important and deep, serious work. So welcome to the podcast series. I am Ayla Myra your it's
1: podcast host my and story all guide. Welcome to everyone listening to the Woman Craft Podcast. And, and joined today with beautiful Sonia, who shares such an exquisite journey of her tracing of her lineage, um, looking at her first menarch, and then how that all played out in her journey. What a rose and what gifts and talents she's now bringing in to her world and what she's doing. And um, Stay tuned to the end. Um, it's such a stunning story that Sonia read at her closing gathering And that was crafted over the year of the Four Seasons Journey and it's just so beautiful. So I suggest at the end if you can find a space to sit and close your eyes and just immerse yourself into this story and into her beautiful story. So it's such an honour to have Sonia on today. Okay. Hi, Sonia. Welcome so much to the Woman Craft Podcast. Um, This is round two because I just forgot to press record. (laughs) So big welcome. I'm really excited to have you and Sarah Miller, who, facilitated, uh, who facilitates the Four Seasons Journey, um, in one of the facilitators of the Four Seasons Journey, emailed me a while ago and really excited to share your beautiful story of creation. Um, so yeah, big welcome. I'm coming today on the last quarter moon here and just welcoming the space that I'm on and And that's the Derrunganj land and the UN nation. So welcome,
2: Sonia. Thanks, Ayla. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I'm nervous, but, you know, uh, everything has a way of unfolding as it's meant to. So there's a reason. Um, I am coming from Victoria down in Bass Coast, so the lands of the Bunurong people. Um, And it's a beautiful uh, overcast but warm um, March day here which is really nice
1: hmm.
2: yeah and we're coming on to the equinox too aren't we so, yes
1: yeah yeah that. yes uh, so um, luckily before <laughs> we didn't get too far into it <laughs> so we were started to share so I really like to start the podcast and so curious about how you got called into it, what was the pool, how did it all unfold to that moment that you walked into the first gathering?
2: Yes, yeah, so a few years ago um, we got invited to our friend's housewarming at their apartment and um, when we got there there was a woman that I'd never met before but her and I just um, hit it off instantly. She started telling me, Um, you know about this course that she had been doing through the year and started talking to me about um, the menstrual cycle and I was just like tell me more and it basically ended up with her and I sitting down and her absolutely blowing my mind Um, and she was She was undertaking the 4SJ at that time. I didn't know what it was. I'd never heard of the school before this. Um, And she just started telling me. And while she was telling me all the things that, you know, she was remembering and doing through the course, I just felt like this electricity running through my body. Didn't know what that meant at that time. Um, but I, I felt like I just, there was like something so deep inside me that just started waking up hearing her and she was so passionate about it. And I was like, tell me, you know, where are you learning this? I need to find out more. And, um, yeah, she mentioned that she's doing it through the school of shamanic Womancraft, and just even the name of the school. Like I had never really, um, heard anything like that before but there was like a bit of a I don't know now I know it it was a remembering but I was just so intrigued and just felt yeah like something had been kind of awakened in me um and so that was about four years ago and I just remember after that conversation having a conversation with myself and saying park this because Mm. when the time's right um, you're going to be doing exactly what she's just done. Um, and I went home, looked up the school, looked up the course and I was like, okay, something in me is telling me I'm not ready for it right now, but I'll know when the time's right. I'll know. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, uh, year went past then COVID happened and um, during that COVID time I just felt uh, I felt like I really disconnected from my like feminine and I was sort of really struggling through that time and I had a session with um, a healer that I've gone to before and she said that I had told her that I'm just feeling really disconnected and she said you're disconnected from your feminine. And she's like, over the next couple of months, she's like, this is what you need to work on that reconnection to that, you know, find out more about it, but work on that. And I had actually forgotten about the conversation, about the school, about the course. And then um, I found like an old journal that I had. And I started reading through it. And I had written down this course and the conversation I'm just got to pause Ayla because I can see two amazing eagles just flying flying through and um, as we get on you will know that eagles have a very very special place Mm -hmm. in my journey Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah and so I found this yeah I found it in my journal and I was like okay maybe I need to revisit that and um yeah I started looking and when I eventually um looked for the course the start for um when was it it was so last year was 2022 it was originally starting in 21 and when I looked at the dates it wasn't gonna work out and I was like oh maybe it's just not meant to be but I felt really sad about it I was like oh you know okay maybe I just maybe it's not something that I'm gonna get to do and then a couple of weeks later I checked back and the dates had changed and it was starting in January 2022 I checked all the dates and I was like oh my gosh this is gonna work like okay universe yes meant to be (laughs) um and as I do most things I just decided to sign up didn't had a small inkling you know from my conversation three or four years ago what I might be in for but um not I had no idea that it would be what it was going to be so yeah I signed up and um that's how I started.
1: Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Like just that tapestry from that conversation, and just you making that choice to park it. Well, you know, like something there's showing up, and then just the weaving of life, and then you finding that journal and <laughs> yeah, <good> timing.
2: <laughs> you know, and a hundred percent, and you know the course has really reinforced that there is no such thing as coincidence. Like, you know, the weaving and how everything happens, like there's such a, like, beautiful, divine knowing of it all that sometimes, like, it's so hard to surrender to, but when you Mm. do, like, shit just happens how it's meant to happen and can be so amazing. Yeah. Yeah if you witness Mm. it and let it right yeah that mystery
1: so when you going back to that conversations I'm curious about this I love these sort of things how you know like things are sparked from a moment um, yes and you felt really activated and what like your do you remember your first bleed and was it activating parts of that in yourself or was it just around just the feminine in general or what was one of the sort of key things that came out of that
2: um yeah so I think definitely it was about you know like my first bleed and when I did my first Moon Song workshop with Sarah um I felt like that was there was a lot of unearthing and release and just oh my god moments that yeah you're 100% right like that was um that conversation because you know she was telling me um all the different things about the cycle our cycles and it was things that I had never heard or been exposed to before but at the same time there was always a want in me to know more but I just didn't know where to go, I, mm. you know. Um, after doing the Moonsong workshops and the course and, you know, delving more and more into my own cycle, um, that first my knowledge of what it even meant before I had my first bleed was pretty much zero. Um, and I remember my first bleed, we were actually – We had gone to Adelaide for the cricket. (laughs) We were driving home. I remember it so clearly. Um, We were driving home and I was getting these pains in my stomach. Um, And we got home. I went to the bathroom and saw blood and I thought I was dying. I Mm. was like, oh, my goodness, like, what is going on? And I was so terrified not that I was dying. I think I was more terrified to go and tell my mum thinking I'd done something wrong. Mm. Um, and so I just remember staying in the bathroom for, like, ages thinking how do I tell her this? Um, and then when I eventually got the courage and I went and told her, um, it was just like, oh, you've become a woman now, you've grown up, um, here here are some pads and um we'll we'll do this thing with your aunties and your cousins and I was like okay but what's happening and it was just like oh you've just you've grown up and so I had no idea what was actually happening what was happening with my body I was just like I'm growing I'm growing up what I'm like 12 years, 11 or 12 years old. What do you mean?
1: Yeah, that's a pretty hard um, one to take too. When like you've just gone to the toilet and then you've grown up, like, yeah,
2: I was just
1: like, What?
2: To <laughs> I, I was like, Oh, so this means I could do what I want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it was just, um, and then like the next day like I remember my mum going out and she's like oh I'm gonna get you a new dress and we're gonna organize for like yeah your aunties and your female cousins to come over um I'm gonna make this you know this food for you and we are going like we'll put oil and stuff in your hair and so they came and um you know in Sri Lankan culture we've got like the oil lamps and so like the the oil lamps were there they were all like rubbing like coconut oil in my hair and congratulating me on growing up and in my head I was just Mm. like I have no idea what's happening Um, (laughs) because no one was talking about what was happening Um, it was just this yeah kind of thing that they did and um, I remember after like Being in the course, um, uh, I was at the beach with my mum and my auntie and I had asked them, I said, do you remember when, you know, I had my first period and you guys came over and you did that? Um, I'm like, it was a ceremony. Do you know what the meaning was behind any of that stuff? And uh, it makes me really sad. Because they, I remember them both kind of sitting there going, no, but that's what was done for us, so we've just done it. So it was beautiful in that I had it done, but it made me sad that the meaning of the ceremony has been lost somewhere along the way, Mm. Um, you know, which maybe somewhere along our line um there would have been a really beautiful meaning for all of that you know the rubbing the oil through the hair and Mm. you know the food that mum made um because it was all pretty specific um and it was I guess in a way sort of my first red tent but Mm. none of us knew it Mm. yeah so hmm yeah Yeah. (laughs) So, right. yeah, I think, sorry, that was a really long-winded answer. <laughs> no, no, it's,
1: it was perfect and beautiful and just really feeling into that ceremony part of it um, and then, yeah, feeling mm. you as that young person going, even then as that young person going, well, what's this for, <laughs> like being there and and then, yeah, but there's also, yeah, just really f- like um, feeling too you having that chat and then saying that that they just did that, but um, yeah, the strength of that coming through as well like that yeah, that's what's done, and we're gonna do this for you um, this part of that's being carried through as well that's yeah really amazing and honoring um, even though yeah the the parts that have been lost <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And, yeah it's like um oh. Uh... It's like gratitude and grief all kind of at the same time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, if that sort of makes sense. Because, yeah, yeah, gratitude that, you know, I had that experience um, and grief, because I'll never forget like the looks on their, like my mum and my auntie's face when I asked it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was the first time even they had kind of stopped to think, like, oh, yeah, why? Do we like what is the meaning behind it? Mm. Um, and it's just that that grief for like that lost um, that lost wisdom. Mm. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, I'm hearing you. Yeah. And so from that, have you um, like without skipping too far ahead into yep. the journey, but have you done more with that in terms of like your own journey and finding out? that ceremony in particular and its origins and roots and have you uncovered any more information (laughs) in your investigations around that experience?
2: Yes, so I have been trying. Um, My family history and lineage is a little bit um, all over the place Uh, Mm. and the only kind of records that we've got is on my dad's side um, for his dad that goes back, um, you know, I think to the, like, 1700s to Germany, um, but on, but the, like, maternal lines, um, there's really not much, and, um, my, my mum knew her grandparents, but then nothing after, nothing before that, um, and even my grandmother on my dad's side, um, there's no knowing before her um, mm. what's there, which is really sad. And we're, um, we're from Sri Lanka, but we're burger, so we've got Dutch, Portuguese, German um, all mixed in, so we're just like a bit of a melting pot. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> I sometimes it feels like I haven't. I'm really not sure where to even start. I feel blessed that I've got all these different lineages, um, I guess, coursing through me. Mm. Um, But it feels a bit, um, yeah, like I don't even know where to start.
0: Mm.
1: Mm.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, but I, when I did that first Moonsong workshop, like I said, um, it just, it, reconfirmed to me that you know this is just so important like this information mm. um, and what it not only like you know I guess like spiritually what it offers you but even just in our day-to-day how we function when we do things you know all of that um, just what a difference it can make in our lives and Mm. yeah so the plan is that next year um that I'll start apprenticing for the moonsong workshop Mm. um because all my friends and family they've all had uh all had daughters so
1: oh wow yeah so they're little
2: now but I feel like you know if I start this then that's something special that I can offer
1: yeah yeah from your mum, do you um, do you have the ceremony still and know what food to make? And if you've got any like nieces or anyone that, um,
2: yeah, 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 to that
1: time, do you feel like you would love to gift that? Yeah, again?
2: yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think even if it's if the you know original meaning and stuff behind it you know, we may not know, I think that um, we can create meaning now. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and then like even coming into like with the moon song and facilitating that and having them come and then when they do bleed, they'll yeah. um, have that ceremony but then also have that sort of understanding too of their body and what is going on. And yeah.
2: Then, mm. And just, you know, like I, I spent, you know, I'm, I'll be 38 now and I just remember thinking to myself during the course and um, during the Moonsong workshop, like, oh, my gosh, like how am I just getting to know this now? I've had my, you know, since I was 11 or 12, I've had this gift and I've not seen it like that. Mm. um and yeah so i was just like oh I have to you know just wanting to make the most of it and recognize it for its gifts and its wisdom and not see it for you know I was all around me and even my own attitudes to it was oh, like you know seeing it for just those bleed days and not mm. the whole cycle and yeah mm.
1: yeah absolutely you
2: know, yeah, yeah. And it's just opened up different kind of conversations even with, you know, my close friends and stuff. Um, You know, we were all raised the same, very similar. Um, Mm -hmm. And they all had similar experiences to me with their first bleeds. And just coming together and um, me sharing some of this, it's opened up conversations with us that we've never, ever had before. And them asking questions and me like being able to answer it um, has been really kind of special because you know it's it's why we gather yeah Mm.
1: yeah I mean it certainly deepens relationships and intimacy and like having conversations that you would never have with friendships or family before yeah yeah which brings me to Like with your mum, so when um, you did the drum making and so we continue on the, yeah, the path of, you know, that relationship with your mum and asking these (laughs) questions that you probably never would have asked. (laughs) Yeah, how did the birth story go and how did the drum making go in that process and do you feel from having that process that you've deepened again with your mother within that
2: <laughs> I'm thinking about all my journey women um because you know we were all there next to each other during this course last year mm. and they know um the difference and impact that the course had on my relationship with my mum um I can hand on heart say that it has completely changed and opened up a different relationship between my mum and I, which I don't think would have ever happened. No. had I not um, had I not done this um, uh, you know my mum was brought up in a very strict, very Catholic way um, and You know, it was reiterated to her that children do not ask questions, you do as you're told. Um, And that curiosity was really squashed in her about everything. Um, And so when it came to the um, drum making, one of the things that we had to do was um, ask, find out our birth story and I never ever asked my mum in depth, you know, what happened that day,
0: <laughs>
2: mm. um, and it blows my mind now that I know the impact and imprint that that has on you for your whole life. That we don't we celebrate birthdays, but then so many of us don't know our own birth stories, which is mind blowing. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so I asked her what happened that day, and do you want me to share? Yeah, if you that was,
1: yeah, yeah I'm totally curious. For yeah, <laughs> and had anyone ever asked her before? No, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, just I found that with my mom. She was like, No one's ever asked me this, yeah,
2: oh my god, and it's like that's so sad. It's it 100% is, isn't it? Like, just that. It's that moment that make that calls you earthside, and it's that moment between a mother and child. And yeah, we don't ask, mm. and they don't always get to tell it, which is just yeah, it's mm. mind blowing. Mm. Um, yeah. So she said that that night she was, you know, having a bit of discomfort and stuff. But um, in the morning when she woke up, she was sort of feeling okay. And in Sri Lanka, in the area that they lived, every morning um, you would have people who would come and sell like um, breakfast stuff. They'd come down each lane in the um, in the neighborhood and um, you know sell different types of food. And this um, much much older woman um came and she always came and knocked on the door and mum answered and mum said in singalese this lady just looked at mum and said you're going to have your baby now you need to get to the hospital straight away and mum was just mum had said to her no like i'm feeling okay and the lady was like no you need to go now um and so Mum and Dad didn't have a car. Dad went and got a neighbour, Got um, asked them if they could take them down. Um, thankfully, Mum believed this lady um, and Mum said she just got packed into this car with Dad and two other men, <laughs> 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 yep, <laughs> driven to the hospital. Um, at that time, the husbands weren't allowed to come in, so my dad had to leave Mum at the hospital She got taken in by the nurses uh, and was just there with the midwives, the doctor, giving birth in a room with all other ladies, giving birth at the same time. And so Dad knew nothing until um, he was allowed back at lunchtime. So he didn't know that his wife had gone through the birth process okay didn't know if this baby was okay he just kind of had to hold on and just hope for the best um and yeah so he came back at lunch and that was the first time yeah he got to be with mum and see me um and I just think I I'd I'd asked mum I was like how did you feel like not having dad there and Going through that experience with a room full of other women going through the other experience, and she's like, oh, I just wasn't even like, not even something that she thought about, mm. which, which is sad in a way. Um, so yeah, when the birthing of the drum started happening, it was. <laughs> I actually had a allergic reaction and had a bit of a replay of what happened with mum in that I so we had the night where you know we started cutting tracing and cutting the lacing and stuff for the drum and I remember that night it was it was a really warm day and in the night it absolutely there was a massive thunderstorm so there was lightning it poured with rain um which is really beautiful for the drums um but then I'd gone to sleep and I woke up uh sometime during the night and I was like oh my throat kind of feels a little bit funny and I got out of the tent and my face felt funny and I tapped on um, Tasha's tent she was the uh, first aider and I was like "Tash, I think something's wrong with my face and I remember her coming out with her head torch on and she's like oh my god your face and so she took me to Sarah and Yvonne and um, they were like your fate you're having a severe allergic reaction I didn't want to go to the hospital they called the ambulance and I got they were like, no, we got to make sure you're okay. I was trying to tell the ambulance guy I was fine and I could barely talk. My face had sworn on that much. Um, but then I got on the ambulance and it was just me with these two people that I didn't know being driven to hospital and I was there. Um, like I didn't want them to call my husband because I was like, he's going to wake up in another hour. So I'll just call him. Um, But yeah, it was just in a way I felt like, okay, I'm sort of dealing with what mum was dealing with, like just Mm. everything happening so fast, getting been taken to hospital with people she didn't even know. And yeah, just being there sort of by herself. Um, And then, I had to wait so long that I didn't even see the doctor and I ended up, my face was going down so I ended up catching a taxi back Um, and then, yeah, woke up the next morning to do all the threading and stuff like that.
1: You are listening to the School of Shamanic Womancraft podcast series with Ayla
0: Myra subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and all good podcast players.
1: What do you know what happened like with um the
2: reaction was it yes like now you know? i know because it's happened twice after that. Yeah. Uh, I'm severely allergic to norfen gel capsules. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> yes, which is apparently yeah. a common thing. Yeah, is it the codeine? It's the, the coding, codeine? Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. So luckily, that wasn't as bad as the further two. Um, mm. But now I know what it is. And so, when you were
1: going to the hospital, or in the hospital, or any point, did you relate that to?
2: The yes, birth? I was just like, "What is <laughs> happening? Like, <laughs> seriously, what is happening?" I. I I was just like, I'm just having an allergic reaction. My mum was about to give birth, like, so how she was feeling would have just been next level. But, um, yeah, I just think, yeah, so many, you know, if I look back on uh, what I was, what was happening in my life last year and the course, like, there was a reason that, uh, I parked it when I did and then wanted to do it when I did because mm-hmm. it was such a compliment and a compliment to what was happening in my life and helped me process and deal with what was going on um, in just ways that I could have never ever imagined um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so
1: how did the drum go the next day? Like I can imagine you were being pretty tired and
2: Yes, tired and um I tired and also I struggle with following like uh instructions with like craft sort of things anyway. And so I remember reading through the pamphlet on you know how to lace it and I was just like I cannot make sense. Of this at all and I was getting frustrated and I was like oh my god I can't do this and then I remember just sitting there and just closing my eyes and just saying to myself um because from when I enrolled in the course and even in the lead up to it and a lot most of my life I've had a yearning to know you know my past my ancestors like who were they what were they doing like what did they know like what did they did they do and practice that I you know that I don't know um and so I sat there with all the lacing and everything and I just said I called in my ancestors and I was like I am struggling, I don't know how to do this, can you just please be with me and help me through this? Um, and I started doing the lacing and after calling them in, I think it's like one of the first times I've felt that, you know, you hear about people talk about when they feel like they're in flow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it felt like. It was. It felt really ryth- rhythmic because my mm. whole body was moving as I laced, and I just felt like it wasn't just me lacing. Like yes, I could see my hands, but there was like this whole lineage coming through me, helping me to do this. Which was, yeah, it was beautiful. Yes.
1: Got goosebumps, just thinking of that. That's yeah. Amazing,
2: wow. And yeah. it was just, I think, like that, um, the, the rhythm, like the back and forth, it just, yeah, helped me to tap into something. And they were very much, very, very much there with me through the rest of my journey, <laughs> mm. which was um, really, um really comforting mm, and supportive yeah yeah mm. definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah it was um the drum making was was huge and just knowing the bird story and you know what that imprint means for you and how it shows up in different ways in your life was yeah, yeah. it's it's I can see I can see when I'm when that imprint is showing up when I I can notice it now and I'm like, okay, you need to just sit with this. It's going to be okay. You're going to get mm. through it. Yeah. Mm.
1: Were you the first born? You, that was your first month? No,
2: that was, I was the last.
1: You were the last. I was the many? last.
2: Um, t- I am the third. Third. Two yeah. older brothers,
1: yeah.
2: Right, yeah. 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 Um, and I just find it uh, – because in our, this is, I know this is jumping ahead, but when we had our final gathering, um, uh, Evening Star, she did a offering about our natal moons. And um, the crone energy has always really been strong for me. Now I know that it is the crone energy, and I just find it really. Special that it was this older lady who saw Mum and was the one who told her you're having your baby now. Go to the hospital. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Just yeah.
1: Were the, were her births with your older brothers similar? Like in that she went to hospital and had
2: was a, by herself. Easy,
1: easy births no
2: my older brother was I think about 36 hours and he Mm. had the cord wrapped around him and even then like my dad wasn't allowed in so she was just Mm. dealing with this herself and dad um he said like he always told the story how um, you know, he was, like, trying to look through the windows and everything and they were coming outside and telling him off and telling him to go home and he oh, was, like, my dad, like, she's going through something. Like, I need to know that she's okay, that, mm. you know, our baby's going to be okay. Um, and I just feel like, you know, how um, I, I've asked her, I was, like, did you feel alone was scared and she's just she just said that's how it was Sonia like Mm -hmm. we didn't know any different yeah and it's just that um you know not you see it how the cyst that medical system has it it lost sight of the importance of the mother Mm.
1: yeah yeah Mm. yeah I've been um reading a bit about this study that was done in the 70s and they've written like an article it's really cool to read and i think it's just called vertical birth and it just shows um different cultures traditionally in different birthing there's all these beautiful sketches around there and a lot of them um because we were talking about you know how just slowly the medical system has kind of chipped away at families yeah sort of you know pretty much not a part of the process a lot of the time and that's changing too again and shifting but yeah like you know women women in these these sketches are just so beautiful like the women just are being held so gently by that man or by the sisters or by the aunties or whoever and all upright and all really present and part of that and yeah just really feeling for that period of like our families and that generation and those generations before that it, it's like my mom said the same thing she's like well I didn't know that I didn't I, I didn't know I just yeah. walked up and did it and was told what to do so yeah
2: it's yeah. just it's crazy isn't it and just I think um even like I know for my mom, like even the education about what was going on with her body during the pregnancy just wasn't available to her, mm. um, which is mm. sad, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: but then, yeah, like how beautiful that those beautiful ceremonies have kept just through. Like, there you've got that element to work with, and yes. those gifts and to keep drawing upon, and then weave it into with what you're doing now. It's like, wow, yeah, that's yeah
2: definitely (laughs) potent
1: magic there (laughs) i can feel it too when i talk to you yeah just feeling your mom and this sounds so um did she ask you a lot of questions like she was fully supportive
2: of you doing this journey and was she She, curious and she's definitely she's definitely curious and it's um you know i um (laughs) i always say that sometimes with mothers and daughters they don't always call in the daughter they wanted they they call in the daughter they needed (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) which is yeah I think definitely true with uh my mum and me like just um we've had a you know before like a very tumultuous relationship because I was super curious and always asked questions and wanted to know more and wanted to know the reasons behind things and um you know was my two older brothers were very uh well my oldest brother was very well behaved and sort of kind of never went out and was studious um my middle brother um him and his beautiful wife have been together for 20 years from when they were like You know, late teens, so they didn't really go out, and then I come along and I am going out, dancing, just absolutely living my maiden years to the max. And my mum was just (laughs) flabbergasted, yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) um yeah and she always just she just couldn't get over that I was you know and I was doing anything crazy I was literally just going out and having a really fun time um but yeah I was you know argumentative etc and pushed back and she always used to say like girls don't do this and you know you shouldn't be doing that and that was the way she was brought up like even Mm. with her her and my dad got together when they were 24 and she wasn't her dad never allowed her to go on a date with him by herself she had to take her brother Mm. um so it was drilled into her this is how a girl should be Mm. and this is what she should and shouldn't do and um boys can pretty much do whatever they want um so she had a daughter that she could just never as much as she tried draw that into. Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I wonder if yeah um, she's but, almost um,
1: I don't I think of my mum sometimes because you know, similar, like definitely similar with the things that my mum, how she was brought up and the things she says, and my imprint of being a young girl and turning into a woman. And, yeah. I sometimes I look now and I just think, I know that she's super chuffed with what I do and all the weird stuff that I do because it's like she gets to experience it through us. Like I wonder if your mom feels the same and she's like, Oh wow, like she can experience a bit of that liberation or that bit of yeah, that sense of just witnessing you, you know, in that yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: But I hundred percent think exactly exactly what you said yeah because we are literally our ancestors like we have their blood coursing through our bones you know in our dna and you know that healing you know our red thread lineage and stuff like you know our mums get to witness it but you know if you've got grand grandmas or you know as far back as that goes us mm-hmm. showing up and doing this like Yes, we're liberating all the way through. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so beautiful.
2: Mm. (laughs) So
1: how I've got another question about, because I was just thinking about that time and I was just thinking about your husband and when you went to the hospital and you had the inflammation and uh, making the drum and how was the overall integrations coming home and, you know, coming back and how was your husband with it all? And, like, it's really because it's good to because, you know, that just doesn't end on that. No. And then you go home and everything's like, you know, you're bringing back all of this yeah, wisdom and learning and yearning and questions. and
2: <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you, you know, how was and, that?
2: <laughs> and a lot of the gatherings, like, you know, there's some big, things that get unearthed for yourself and you know for others so you know like those days that you come back sometimes you're still feeling like you're still processing you're still holding all of that um he he was really he was really good um and you know he's super inquisitive as well like so just you know asking questions he's been um he's actually reading uh i've forgotten the name of the book um it's the red tent book oh yeah um uh, i can't yeah, yeah but i can't remember what it is but he's reading that now and you know he'll he takes it to work and reads and then he'll come home and be like, Oh my gosh, do you know that you know you guys used to do this and da da I was like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um So it's been really cool for him um that you know, that he's been interested and he's been able to hold space for me in the exact way that I've sort of not known that I've needed him to, if that makes
1: sense yeah Yeah.
2: um and just um I think and he said he's like I'm I'm cautious about you know not wanting to just pry and pry and ask you questions about everything but you know he's like I also want to know like because I think he's noticed a big change in me um and he's been right there by my side through the journey which has been really nice
1: Mm, that's um, lovely to hear just that support and not turning it into like uh you know like maybe a I know sometimes when um like I this is from my experience I guess and my understanding of sometimes when a partner will go through transformation the other one might get a bit Yeah, confronted or triggered or jealous even by it, and yeah, and unconsciously not support that in many ways. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He um, because through last year as well, he was doing a eleven month breathwork facilitator um training course that you know, as much as I was delving deep into things, he was needing to do the exact same for him right. as well. And what's come out of it for both of us is now when he does like work journeys with people, he's doing that and I'm in there drumming for them. Oh, um, nice. And to be able to like meld that together and for to experience it each time for both of us, but also the person or people that, um, you know, are being guided through that is yeah, super special. <laughs>
1: mm, absolutely. Yeah. Just yeah. got a beautiful visual of that right now. You guys <laughs> sharing that together, and yeah,
2: yeah, oh. and um, because last year my, you know, my dad got really sick and ended up. Um, passing away, and Charlton, my partner, um, you know, because there was obviously quite, quite a lot of hard times during yeah. that. Um, you know, he would always remind me and say, "You know, you've got your sisters as well." And he's like, "You, you know, you've got the tools." He's like, "You've got the tools that you've been learning about and remembering." He's like, "Tap into it." He's like, "You're doing." and even he was saying he's like you're doing this course this year for a reason like Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. like you said there's no coincidence right
2: not at all Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Yeah. so i'd love to hear your story so that was a closing gathering uh, yes you shared your story of creation and finding our way home to her is that yes
2: you? yeah, yeah. So
1: did, when did this story come around like when did you start uh, writing it and how did it download to you and... <laughs>
2: um so through the course as we went through the gatherings and stuff it came up that my wounding is my wound of words and so which is weird that I'm they are doing this podcast but I have always like really struggled to articulate myself it's like I have all these thoughts in my head that um you know I struggle to get out or put in what I feel is an articulate kind of um way that people can understand and um I remember them saying that, you know, that final gathering, whatever our final offering is, it's like sometimes it's good to actually address what your wounding is. So, you know, the medicine that we've gained through the whole year, um, that wounding actually becomes your medicine. Um, And so in my head um, probably maybe the – like the third last gathering I was like maybe I actually need to do a story like write a story and I was like write a story you've never done this before Sonia what are you talking about and um as is how I always leave things I procrastinated and procrastinated and in probably the week leading up to it I was like you have to write this story. And then I was having doubts thinking, no one's gonna wanna hear what I have to say. Like maybe I should do this, or maybe I should do this as my offering. And there was always this voice in my head saying, no, it's the story, like it's the story. Um, And so I sat here in my study, feeling very nervous and very, very lost. And um, I lit my frankincense incense. I got um, elephant ended up coming through as my spirit animal. So I had all my elephants around me and I just sat here and um, dad passed in June last year. So I sat here and again, like I did with the drum, I called in my ancestors, I called in the spirit guides, I called in dad um, and I just said, I know I need to write this story. I'm not, I have an idea of what it needs to be but I need help with getting the words out and I just said, just let me be the conduit for whatever needs to come out um and then yeah I started writing and writing and writing and um yeah I had kind of written half of it and I went to Charlton and I was like I need to read this to you can you tell me what you think I was like this and he was like is this the story for the final gathering I was like yeah and he's like okay I read it to him and he was like that he's like you wrote that and I was like yeah and he's like holy shit he's like keep mm. going <laughs> mm. and I was like okay maybe something something good is coming <laughs> through this mm. um and then yeah and so emerged the story and sharing it at the final gathering I uh, I remember getting to the final gathering, I was the first one there, and I unpacked and um I remember Tash saying to me, She's like, Hey, we've got who wants to go second. Do you want to go first? I just looked no. at and I said, No, dude, no. <laughs> Why would you even ask me? That? And she's like, the first one, then you do it and it's over and done with. And I was like, Yeah, no, not happening. And then uh just kind of unpacked, got the tent set up, and then after a little while I went to Tash and I was like, you know what? Yeah, put me first. Mm. Okay, I'll do it. Um, and how it all played out, like through all of our offerings, it was it? Yeah, I, I really, um, I'm grateful that I got to go first and share mm. it, and seen, um, witnessing like the women as I was reading the story was really um, mm. beautiful and a confirmation me that um you know those witch wounds that imposter syndrome like Mm -hmm. we've all got something so freaking incredible to share and that final gathering just brought that like full circle I think for all of us like every single person's offering was completely representative of you know the individual and it was all so different and all of us said Just experiencing that and knowing that all of us in our own ways are going to take this out to the world, like what the school has created is so freaking incredible. Like it's just exactly what the world needs. So, yeah, that's the story. Well, I'm going
1: to... um end the recording after the story so I just want to say to you now because I'd love to just leave the recording with the essence of your story yes and so I just want to say to you now a massive thank you it's just been such a beautiful organic weaving of your journey and I really appreciate um sharing and just holding that space for you to share and thank you so much
2: thank you Ayla thank you I have no doubt that Uh, As I continue on this, you know, red thread healing, that there's many ancestors behind me that are super grateful Mm. for this opportunity. Mm. So yeah,
1: Mm. Um, blessings to the ancestors too. Yes. Mm. Okay. All right. Take a deep breath and.
2: So this story is called Her. This, my dear sisters, is my honouring of you, of our journey, the honouring of all those who walked before us and all those who will walk after us. This is a story from my heart to yours, a love letter, a deep calling and a deep remembering of the magic that brought us here, that is alive in each of us, that will forever exist in our miraculous universe. These words I speak are ones you already know. You know them in the essence of your very being and in the deep dark depths of your bones. So as we sit gathered here in circle, just as our ancestors have, just as we in all our past lives have, across all the lands the great mother has gifted us with, let us take a moment to close down your eyes. Take a deep breath, call in your ancestors, the wise women, healers, seers, the priestesses, the medicine women, the witches, shamans, the stewards and guardians of the earth. Feel their presence. Remember that it is not just their energy, but their very DNA, which makes up your DNA. Feel that magic, that wisdom coursing through you. Let us take a moment with those we have called in to remember the sacredness and gifts that are birthed when women gather. There is both great power and great responsibility that comes from this. Mama Gaia has called us and held us through the ages. We have answered her call and worked in sacred union with her. She is calling us once again. This, my dear sisters, is not just the rise of the divine feminine. This is the deep, primordial awakening of the goddess reverberating through the eons of time. Take a moment to realise the millions of happenings that had to eventuate for each of you to be here. Make no mistake, this is fucking magic. To answer this call, we must venture back to understand that which has been our past, to know where that knowing and fire was birthed, her experience through the ages, and to know where we must go from here. His story states it all started with the Great Bang, but her story, your story, our story, the story of the collective starts long before that. Her story began in the deep, dark void, before time even existed. You know the place. The place knows you. In this place, stripped bare, she felt the stirring in her cosmic waters, the call and need to birth something so incredible. Even then, she felt the stifling. Unknown forces, even in the nothingness, keeping her from her full expression. But all it did was make her resolve all the more stronger a confirmation if you will that her inner knowing her intuition knew not only what had to be but the magic of what could be so she surrendered to what she knew would be painful but would birth something so miraculous as a result out of the void of nothingness in her surrender she let out the deepest, wildest, primordial, orgasmic scream as her existence first shattered and then began to transform and transmute into the very fabric that makes up our universe. Out of the void, in powerfully divine surrender, she birthed and called into existence, called into creation life itself. the stars, the planets, the galaxies. Our oceans, rivers, plains, and forests. The animals, the insects, us, all of it. And just to fuck with us and make sure we never forgot the power, magic, and mystery of the darkness, she scattered the universe with dark matter, dark energy, and black holes. It wasn't the Big Bang, it was her. In her unbridled, orgasmic, divine, feminine primalness that called into being life itself. Make no mistake, it's no coincidence that in the sacred moments of giving birth or experiencing a beautiful, mind-blowing orgasm, your consciousness in those moments is no longer experiencing it as a physical individual, but it's elevated and raised to the knowingness and union of being part of something bigger. Your screams are the echoes of hers. This is why his story has sought to demonise and ridicule the truest and realist expression of a woman in these sacred moments. It is not that they don't know the power that lies lies within us. Deep down, they do. We have all been birthed from that power, from that very womb of all creation, and that's what scares the shit out of them. It's why his story has made us believe that all the things that make us phenomenal are bad, taboo, unattractive and to be ignored or avoided at all costs. The embodiment and expression of our wild sexual selves, our hair adorned with the same colour as Grandmother Moon, the lines on our bodies, a tapestry of our lives, the good, the painful, all of it forever imprinted across your exquisite human self the rites of passage and wisdom in our cycles, the honouring and understanding and so importantly the gifts of these cycles, the intertwining of these with our cosmic and earthly relationships, our bodies in all their unique and beautiful ways of being, our disconnect and ridicule of our inner knowing, our intuition, our bond and relationship of reciprocity with the land, its gifts, her medicine, and our fellow creatures. So much through the ages and even today, stolen from us, forgotten, ignored, ridiculed, and persecuted. But my dear sisters, you have heard it, felt it. A deep storm has been brewing in these primordial waters once again, a need, a want for the awakened goddess to let out her screams. Let it out now for how we are pillaging and destroying the Great Mother, her sacred places, her bodies of water, her forests, our animal allies. Let it out for the women, girls, children and men of the past, how how persecuted for celebrating and holding the feminine sacred. Let it out for your ancestors here with you today, Let it out so that the future generations feel and hear the call. Let it out for the reclamation of our wisdom, our cycles, our bodies and our medicine. Let it out to reclaim our magic, our wildness, our fire. Let it out. Feel the storm in those waters. Sisters, we are being called to ride the elephants into the eye of the storm. Not only breaking free and breaking down our own cages, but for our ancestors and future generations as well. That same knowing of something more beautiful needing to be birthed into existence blazes within you, within women across all the lands. So I implore you, in all aspects of your life, break open the cage, share your gifts, come into your full expression of the divinity, power and uniqueness that is you. You, my sisters, are a gift, the greatest gift to yourself and this earth. Feel the admiration, beauty and love of your soul for who you are, who you have been and who you will become. Feel it for and from your ancestors whose whose spirits gather here with you today. You, my dear sisters, my fellow journeywomen, are the beautiful intrinsic culmination of the universe personified. You are the primordial waters, an orgasmic scream born out of divine surrender. You are the stars, the planets, the oceans and forests. You are the healers, the seers, the shamans, priestesses, medicine women, the wise women, the witches, the stewards and guardians of this earth. You are the magical, fucking lineage of her
0: for more information on today's inner review with photos and how to connect head over to school of shamanic forward slash media forward slash podcast Subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and all good podcast players. We are all in this together.